like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where is the standard at? We in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message is there not a cause? And now here is Bishop Caldwell. I didn't want to say that, but you know, I just had to, you know. <laughs> so I hate to see black folk defeated. <laughs> but them Negroes were black. So in verse 23, and as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of God, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spoke the same words as before, and David heard them. What were the words that Goliath spoke? Every day, just like clockwork, you could set your time X. Okay, here come Goliath. Send me a man. Wait a minute. He's threatening a whole army. You know, like the the army, who the army belongs to? You know the God that opened up the Red Sea. He, he's their God. He's threatening the army of those that ate bread for 40 years in the wilderness. This one big black man is threatening the armies of the living God. Send me a man every day. Just like clockwork. And see, when it comes to the battle of the Lord, it doesn't care what color you are. You got to go down. Because if God be for us, who then can be against us? Nobody. And when you're in the arm of the Lord, ain't no compromise. We need a head. So God knew the only way to stop this man, hey Jesse, send, send David. Because David didn't play. And David was a young man. He was in his teens. But Goliath's request was, send me a man. Well, God sent a boy. <laughs> huh? The Lord sent a boy to do a man's job. All right, you still here? Okay. So David heard those words that Goliath said in verse 24, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from Goliath and were very much afraid. All those men in Israel, when they finally saw Goliath, Goliath was about almost 10 feet tall. <laughs> Listen. It ain't the size of the dog that's in the fight. 
It's the size of the fight that's in the dog. In little packages of dynamite, they come in small packages. So here comes Goliath. He got on all this, this coat of mail. He got on a helmet. He's got a little man with a shield running in front of him. Why, if you're that tall, you need somebody small running in front of you? Whatever it was worth. But the fight is getting ready to get started. See, the problem in this generation is that these young people with all this energy is burning it on drugs and in these nightclubs. And they're not giving honor to the God that made them. And a lot of them are freezing God's people out, drawing them out of the church back into the clubs. Because you know what the average person said that's a Christian? We don't have nothing to do. Well, you don't come to prayer meetings, so what you doing? If you're not loving your neighbor, what are you doing? It's always something to do. So anyway, when all the men, say men, when all the men of Israel finally put their eyes on Goliath, boy, it was a whole lot of shaking going on. Them jokers were afraid. May I ask you a question? What are you afraid of? Oh, COVID. Why? To be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. What you scared of? <laughs> Let me move on. Because that's a touchy subject. They didn't have fights in Walmart because people didn't put their mask on. So we don't need one up in here. So they were very much afraid. But God found a boy that wasn't. God found a man, a boy, who knew who God is. Now, th this, is, this is what you need to hold on to. He was anointed. So we're no, no, no need to be scared of nothing. Number two, he had Goliath out there threatening God's people. Every day like clockwork, he showed up. Send me a man. This is the third part. What causes we get involved in must be righteous causes. That's where you burn your energy. That's where you make your stand. So what was David's deal in all this? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's causing the armies of the Lord to fear? Who in the heck is he? And why are you all afraid of him? And we are the army of the Lord who made heaven and earth. What are y'all scared of? Trump almost led this nation into a military coup. He had the nuclear codes. He had days left in the White House. He fueled that insurrection on January 6th this year. People died behind it. And these guys up in Congress say, we didn't see nothing. We didn't see a thing. Wasn't anything done. Isn't that the same way that these municipalities handle these police killings? Oh, we didn't see nothing. But thank God for that little girl that had that camera 
the day that that man put his knee on George Floyd's neck. Now, you remember Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, all I'm talking about, no justice, no peace? I thought about that this morning. And see, when you are involved in a righteous cause, you got God on your side 100. You got God on your side 100. So David wants to know, who in the world is this uncircumcised, having no covenant relationship with God person, got all y'all over here scared? Now they started out scared. But when David did what he was anointed to do, <laughs> all those men started chasing those Philistines. It just take one. That's what God is looking for in this generation. Quit going alone to get alone. You've been called to a higher calling. And the basic Goliath in our generation is racism, is hatred, is division, is these Republicans. They're trying to keep everything the way it was when it was 13 original colonies. And since 1619, that's 402 years ago, this same battle has been raging. God needs a David. Put your application in. I'll fight this Philistine. I'll deal with this racism. I will speak out. I will let the voice of God be known. So God is behind every righteous cause. That's where David enters in on the stage. Say, this ain't right. This is not right. And I'm going to use my life and put it on the line. I'm going to kill this man. Now, I ain't tell you going to kill nobody. I was like, David said, I'm, I'm going to kill you, Goliath, because you're trying to defy the armies of the living God. I got something for you. All right. Verse 25, and the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who killeth him. You're you, you going to have a tax-free house? You're going to own all your property? You won't ever have to pay taxes again? Just kill that man. <laughs> what a tax-free bargain. See, because David was a businessman too. What was he saying? What's in it for me when I take him down? He said, your house is going to be free in Israel. All right, I'm on board. I can, I can handle that. But now watch this. In verse 28, this is David's eldest brother, Eliab. And Eliab, his elder brother, heard 
when he spoke unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why camest thou down here? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the naughtiness of your heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. In other words, in other, and when I read this, I said, what? Here David's elder brother, Eliab, and his other brothers were down there in the battle. And David's job was to mind the sheep back in Bethlehem. But now he is down on the front line looking at the battle. I think the older brother, we always got to deal with the older brother. Remember the prodigal? Yeah, the older boy. So they were down there, David's brothers were, but they wasn't taking care of the problem. <laughs> They weren't taking care of the problem. And they didn't want David to know that they were afraid. But David said, I'll kill him. There's something else in here for everybody. We're going to read up on it, but I'm going to give it to you now. You have to look back. Those of you that feel defeated today, just take some time and look back at some victories. Look back at some victories that God gave you when you didn't even know you were going to have the victory, but he gave it to you anyway because he did not want you to be discouraged. God never wants us to be discouraged. Never. As long as he's alive. That's why when Israel came out of Egypt, God led them the long way around. Why? So that they would not have to fight in that battle. But when it's time to fight, remember, it's not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. Anybody getting anything out of here? All right, in verse 27, the people answered after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man who killeth him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down here? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? In other words, he's trying to mock David and say, You, you, you shouldn't be here. I know your pride and naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, what have I now done? See, the big brother always coming down on the little brother. So David said, now what have I done? Okay? What have I done? Is there not a cause? Now all y'all down here scared. Every one of y'all shaking in your sandals. I want to know what I'm going to get out of it when I take him down. Well, your house going to be free in Israel. And King Saul going to give you your daughter. Now, if you read on through like I did. <laughs> anyway, this is another subject. Is there not a cause in this generation and what are you going to do about it? Are you going to vote? Are you going to encourage other people to vote? 
Or you're going to stand back and say they're going to do what they want to do anyway. You don't know that. Do what you're supposed to do. There is a cause. There is a cause. And God is looking for a David in this generation that will stand up. Oh, he'll give you your assignment if you're willing to stand up. So let the fight begin. And God is so powerful and dutiful, respectful, and awesome until if everything goes wrong and you lose your life, you're going to be with him. This is a long way from being over, everybody. So quit trying to save yourself and do what you've been sent into this world to do. All right. In verse 30, and he turned from him toward another and spoke after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. Now you cannot be afraid and victorious, so you're going to have to make up your mind. 2 Corinthians 2 and 4. We're coming back here. Don't, don't, don't leave it. David and Goliath. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Now we found out already that David was anointed. And we already found out. So is every one of God's children. Every one of us is anointed. And we are not a, anointed to be running. We are anointed to be successful. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Now thanks be unto God who always, always, can you say always? Who always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. In other words, God is the cause. Is there not a cause? Yes. Where is our strength coming from? The Lord. Where is our direction coming from? The Lord. So we need to thank God because he always causes us or leaded us to victory in Christ. Man, that's sweet. God always causes us to triumph. Now as I come to a close, God is searching high and low in this generation. For someone who will stand up for his righteous cause. Be girded up with the whole armor of God. Walking in wisdom and knowing what God has required of us. That we be not afraid. That we speak the truth in love. And that we go forth unafraid with a purpose and a cause in mind. God didn't raise us up to be afraid of white people. He didn't raise us up to be afraid of black people. He did not raise us up. Each of us is an individual entity connected to the body of Christ by the new birth. They even killed Jesus, but he got up again. There's victory in Jesus. Our Savior forever. You're not just here to be here. You're here to be the difference. Back to 1 Samuel. Verse 
The call in our generation is very important. Some of you in here have given yourself to public service. And I hope that you're doing the right thing with what it is that you have been voted in office to do. See, a lot of times we, 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 we take a look at and we survey the land. You say, well, I think I can serve on the city council. Uh, I think I can do this. Or I think I can do that. Or I think I can go in the neighborhood and, and help those, those children that need some help. I think I can do this. Find your calling. Find what you're supposed to be doing. And then put all your effort and energy behind that. And shut down the noise of all the gainsayers. Because the gainsayers in Davis, they was, ooh, no, we can't, we can't do this. We can't take that on. They said, well, show, show me what y'all scared of. All right. Take a look at verse 31. The call in our generation. Verse 31 through 37. And when the words were heard which David spoke, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail. This is what David said to Saul. Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant, talking about himself, will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Ain't that amazing that Saul had all this information about Goliath and didn't go nowhere? He wasn't out there trying to kill him. So everybody in leadership, <laughs> well, No, you shouldn't be following people that are chicken. Verse 34, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant keep his, kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. Now what you care about, you're going to protect. And I went, out, I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. Now you think about your past victories. This is going to pump you up for the next one. I slew the lion and the bear. I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he had defied the armies of the living God. See, this was David's righteous cause. You don't support people that kill children. You get in the jury against them folk. Because that's God's righteous cause. Thou shalt not kill. Don't be murdering people. David said moreover, verse 37, The Lord who delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he shall deliver me out of this cancer. Did that go over your head? 
See, if, if, if God gave you victory, I remember when I went to BTW. It was a guy by the name of Goodall. And we, was, we were playing basketball down on the court at Booker Washington High School. Goodall went up for a shot. I went up to block the shot. And I think he stumbled and fell. Well, see, he was the, he was, he was the bully in those days. So he said, I'm going to get you, man. I'm going to get you. You, you caused me to, to fall. I'm going to get you. I had on a t-shirt, but you could see my heart beating. Man, I was... <laughs> I said, oh, goodness. And see, in those days, you know, we had to walk to school. And we was about a mile and a half to two miles from where I lived. And he told me, I'm going to get you, man. So... When it was all over with, I had to go down Milan Street. And this voice behind me said, hey. It was good all. He jumped on me. Today's message, Is There Not a Cause? FC3083, FC3083 is now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. Or email us, greenwoodacres Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart 
I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. <laughs>